Welcome back to the Hoddlecast. Oh, are you going to say good morning? Good morning. <laughs> Welcome back to the Hoddlecast. What if they're watching it? What if they're listening to this? I know. Anything? That's why I, yeah. I, I just stopped talking. So it's not. What could be good evening? We're talking about good old fashioned cussing and swearing today. Cussing, cursing, swearing. You have questions. We have answers. We might have answers. Well, I mean, maybe not the answers you we want. We have opinions, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We actually I would say, based opinions. I would say that you and I are in agreement about this. This is probably one of the issues that we are the most in agreement about. Mm-hmm. Because we, so. we were both raised very similarly. Yeah. And we were both we were both taught very similarly. And I think this the teaching that we were both given was sound regarding language and its use. Yeah. So, and I still, and I would say this, you taught in 2006 at Camp Orioqua, you taught a message about this and you, you brought out like basically all of the words mm-hmm. and you said them all, which was a shocker to me. I didn't know you could do that, right? but you were doing it not to be flippant. You were doing it to actually explain what the words meant and explain why they were, right. Why they were detrimental to be used in modern society. That was one of the hardest sermons I've ever preached because I don't use those words. Yeah. 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 And that was hard. It made me think, have you seen the movie Signs? Where at the very end, the priest goes around and he's like, start cussing. He's like, I, it's not natural to me. Like, yeah. that's just what it made me feel like is like that, that moment. Because it's like, it's not. Like, when it's not every, part of your everyday vernacular and you say something that you feel is inappropriate, you know it. It's like. Yeah, and we just preached. I just preached on cussing, and it'll be preached on our other campus here in a couple of weeks. But the issue is, like, it's it really is our speech is a heart issue. Mm-hmm. It, it reveals the condition of our heart. Out and, of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. And so, you just have to think about what you say before you say it. Mm-hmm. That's it's ultimately what we broke it down to. You and I don't swear. Uh, we don't use the bad words here in America um, that are deemed as bad because that's our personal view our personal conviction, but the other pastors that we know do. So it's really more about like, why don't you do what you do? Why don't you say what you say? Why do you say what you're saying? What does that say about what is going on in the transformation of your life through the, through Jesus Christ? Cause we're not perfect. People yeah. are going to mess up. And, and ultimately that's, that's what we we're talking about Sunday. Like not trying to make people feel guilty. Just try to make people think before they speak. Like, which I, we know the scripture says, right? Think before you speak. Mm-hmm. Like that's said secularly. Like secular, you know, motivational speakers and counselors will tell you, hey, you should think before you speak. Mm-hmm. So that's based on Bible, though, because you should think before you speak. And if people would just do that, I think they'd have better relationships, better communication. And so that's all we're trying to do is get people to think about thinking before they speak. Yeah. And I think when we talk about what – Okay, when we talk about imitating Christ, everything Jesus said was on purpose and for a purpose. Right. And so if you're talking about imitating Christ, everything you say has to be done on purpose to edify the body of Christ and to bring glory for God, right? right. Whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, like do it for the glory of God. The idea is like what in everything that you're participating in, you should be working towards the glory of God. Like so as as a follower of Christ, if you claim that you have a personal relationship with Jesus, Jesus should work in your heart to produce positivity out of your mouth that is built for encouraging and building up people. Yeah, and it, but what I said Sunday is like, just because we have words that are deemed as 
bad doesn't mean those are the only bad words. I mean, I can use stupid like it's a bad word. Like, yeah. for sure. I can use idiot. Like idiot. It's a bad word. Stupid. I mean, moron. you name it. Moron. You say moron. Like, there's all sorts of things. And there's all sorts of things now. I'll just be honest with you. This is the thing I find as a youth pastor. There's all sorts of things now that people say that are substitutes on purpose for bad words or for acts. Yeah. You know, and like like crude language. And like, they're not okay. Like, they're not okay to use. They're not okay to, 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 they're not okay to be part of our regular vernacular, which I think for a lot of students that are watching or if, you know, or parents who are, you're listening to, to, to this, TikTok has a ton of substitute language because of the bands that people have. Yeah. So they've created their own subset of, of things that they I would create call a whole new subset of inappropriate. Swear words. Yeah. yeah. Basically yeah. they're, they're new and they're new words that mean the same thing as the old ones on purpose so it's not just like mm-hmm. oh i don't want to say anything inappropriate it literally has the exact same meaning exact same they have new bad words that are vulgar and monetized yes exactly instead of being bannable yeah like it just exactly. is what it is and so really the purpose of what we're teaching in this series is to inform people mm-hmm. to filter everything through what paul recommended the corinthian church was which is not much different than us i mean you and i've studied this like the corinthian church take take our technology away we're not much different than the than the first century church no uh, and the way that people live their lives and the sins that we and temptations that we have. Yeah, not really. So when you look at it, Paul gives them in you know First Corinthians six, he gives them a, a test: Are all things lawful for me? all things are lawful? Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want, but are they helpful? Will I be mastered by them? Mm-hmm. Which honestly is such a good. Uh, it is such a good way to look at life <laughs> because when we talk about how we live. And what we do, a lot of times we just go, well, I'm not hurting anybody, right? right. That's, that's the litmus test in society. Well, I'm not hurting anybody, so I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. That's not actually at all what we're told in Scripture. Well, that's actually not even what we're told that no. we're supposed to pursue. Because, And I love this phrase. I've adopted this phrase because you said it in sermons. But we have the right to do what we ought, not what we want. Right, like we have the right to do what we are, what we are supposed to do based on what Scripture informs us on on how to live our lives mm-hmm. we're not allowed to just do whatever we want and the problem is we have a pick and choose society i want to pick this because i like it and i want to choose this because i like it and i don't really care as long as it doesn't hurt anybody i'm not doing anything wrong mm-hmm. but the problem is that there is no victimless sin and you may be not hurting others but you may be de- what you're saying is detrimental to yourself right and so, I mean, ultimately, the question a lot of people asked, which I had to answer, is like, can I say bad words? I mean, that's a determination between you and the Holy Spirit and the situation, right? I think situations change for people. So, like, I think it's just, do you use wisdom to exercise your speech? Do you filter it through the wisdom before you speak? Most of us don't in America. Like, we, know we don't. Unfiltered thoughts, comments come out. That's what Facebook, mm-hmm. social media, Instagram, whatever is for. Like unfiltered raw you is probably not good. So maybe filter it. Maybe yeah. filter it through God's wisdom. And like it's not really a call to like, oh, every if you say a bad word, you're going to hell. That's how I was raised. That's that's terrible. But, you know, we all have our with different ways that we were raised. There are people that have been raised in like households that swearing's every other word. Like that's a hard thing to, to fix as an adult if that's your whole life. Mm-hmm. So how do you filter that? Like, really? 
you filter it through wisdom, through yeah. prayer, through seeking the Lord on it, and try to do your best. But like, are you going to mess up? Yeah, I mean that's, but that's the narrow road. You know, yeah, we, we we mess up. We know we've done something wrong in the wrong way, set up the wrong intent. We move forward. I mean, there's times in in Scripture where Paul, the disciples, Jesus, they say, say some harsh things to people, like, right? But they say it for a purpose, for an intent. They're not just saying it flippantly to offend. And I think that's the difference with the way we use words. Yeah. Versus the things we see in scripture. Let me say this. I, I, I learned this at a young age, and this is why it's always stuck with me. Language, inappropriate language, however you want to classify cussing, swearing, crude jokes, whatever. The, the issue is that it is not a worse sin than any other sin. But it is it is often a very public sin. It is often a very, like, if when you are speaking, you are speaking to another person, and if you're not careful with your words, if you're not concise, and if you're not careful with your words, you can end up changing or altering somebody's view of Jesus or their view of the Jesus that lives in you. If if you're not right. protecting how your speech is received, and like you and I talk about this all the time, like we don't post, we like never post on Facebook. You post like funny stuff. I'll post like every once in a while and it's only really, it, but we really think about what we're posting Always. because honestly we see, and it's I mean, the truth we, is there's probably different content that we would post if we weren't pastors than if we would, not because like we would be like, no, we jumping into we, sin. We are the same people, but there's an extra filter that people yeah. have when they know you're, you're a pastor Yeah, that everything that we do speaks to people about yeah. Their faith, and as a reflection of Jesus, I we I know we both feel like this. We feel a high responsibility that, as a reflection of Jesus, we have to make sure what we're reflecting is Jesus. Yeah, and and that's not we're not perfect, so we don't always get that right, and we're not um, we don't always we're not you know one hundred percent pure, but especially with our speech, something that we do have complete control over. Yeah, we want to make sure that what we say is not contradictory to the character of Jesus. And the way that we operate, and so like it, for those of the for the people who are in our congregation, for the people who are in our community, like it's really important for us to represent Christ well because we may not have as many opportunities as we think. Right. Here's the thing: I don't think I've ever had to apologize for something I post on social media ever. Um, I know pastors that apologize regularly for that, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I. Unfortunately, they don't use good wisdom filtering their thoughts, comments. I have one that I'm really good friends with, but he does not filter what he says. And he's regularly walking it back to a church of 1,700 people because a lot of people get mad. And, like, I just – I wish for his sake he would just think more about what he says. And he's like, well, I have the freedom to say whatever I want. You you do have the freedom to say whatever you want. Now, the problem is, is it helpful? You're a yeah. pastor. And it's not helpful because of your, your conversa- congregation is not okay with a lot of your – Thoughts, comments. You know, my, so. my dad always used to tell me, if you have to clarify what you say, then you didn't say it right the first time. Right? Like, if you, if, if that, and that, I yep. do believe there's truth to that. Like, if you didn't, if you didn't eloquently portray yourself the first time correctly, and you have to clarify, then you, you didn't, yep. you didn't say it right the first time. And like, that's part of that clarification is like, if you have to clarify or you have to apologize, like, it's not you should apologize, right? right? Like I don't want you to go like, oh, you shouldn't apologize. But the like the re- the reality is, if you're just more careful, you could avoid that. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, I, I post on social media a lot. I have yeah. different, I have, you know, lots of different yeah. social media channels. Like, I have to be so careful because I don't want to post any, any bad language. I don't even do a reaction video to a video with bad language in it because, yeah. you know, if I do, I'll get a message. Like, that person used the Lord's name in vain. I didn't even hear it. I, like, there was one time someone said, someone used the Lord's name in vain, that song. I didn't even hear it. Yeah. So then I deleted the video, like, immediately because I don't want people to think I'm, I'm espousing that as I was pastor. Yeah. Even though that's my own personal social media, because I want people to see me pointed at Christ because I know I'm a pastor. Yeah. If I wasn't a pastor, would I take that much care? No, I know other Christian comedians who, who do reaction videos, and there's content that, that yeah. as a pastor they wouldn't put, but as a comedian they do. It just changes things. But, like, there is a perspective. Like, you have to think about your audience. You have to think how people see you, and you have to think, think about what are you are what are you affirming that people is, is okay in their life. Unfortunately, you and I are have to live our life through a different lens. Yeah. And we, we've accepted that and we live that way, but it does make things uh, more difficult. And so you have to figure out what lens do people look at you th- through. And so are we ha- held to a higher standard because we're pastors? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, which yes. I mean, James 3 is pretty clear that those of us who are teachers or leaders are judged more strictly. Like yeah. we're pretty clear. It's pretty clear in James 3 that we're held to higher standard. And then it literally in James 3 goes on in the entire passage is about taming the tongue. Yep. So it talks about leadership. And then the first thing is not watch your conduct, know yep. the Bible. It's literally watch your tongue. tame your tongue. Make sure that what you say is, is, is carefully thought through because that's the one thing that you have full, con- you have full control over your, 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 what you say yeah. you do. And listen, I was trying to get my son into college yesterday, and I was really frustrated with the college. I've been frustrated with them since November. I've been trying to reach out to them since November, and I had to be the nicest person to, and, but and try to express my frustrations about how they're nothing works. They don't get, they don't call me back. But I had to do it without yelling, without being mean, without saying harsh things. And so I'm trying to word the whole time: how can I say this in a nice way and seem nice, but still say what I'm frustrated about? And so. I was the nicest. I was like, I was almost like patronizingly nice probably because like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, you know, but I had to say my, my, my frustrations cause I couldn't even get a meeting. And finally the, you know, the guys like use a calendar and I tried that like three times and I can't. So he called me back and then he's like, you don't even need to meet with me, meet with this other person. So like I was trying to do this thing for months that I didn't even need to do. And like, but I was nice the whole time and I got resolution. It, you know, it took a few phone calls. But I could have screamed and yelled, and all it would have been was made me look bad, made my son look bad, mm-hmm. and um, so you can do it, but it, it's hard. Like I had to bite my tongue the entire time in that conversation, trying to resist the urge to go to that negative place and just be nice. And you know, I got Patty in my ear saying, "You need to be nice, be nice." And I'm trying, like I'm trying, but like, it's hard. And um, I think that's all we're really encouraging people to do: think before you speak, mm-hmm. and when you mess up, just apologize, make it right, like like. That's what happens. I mean, I, I apologize to my kids all the time mm-hmm. because I, I want them to know they can apologize too, and I have to lead it. And I think it's – I mean, you do this too. Like, I know as a pastor you apologize to people. I apologize to people all the time. Like, we're not above that, and that's part of speech. Oh, and I think here's the other thing too, like, not not to not to side-drill side that. When we talk about apologies, it's really tough for people to take responsibility in an apology. Right. Like – when you do something, say, I am sorry that I did this. Don't say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about I'm how sorry you feel, feel about you this. You feel that way. I am sorry that I did this and then work through that. I'm sorry you're upset that. No. But yeah, I'm no. sorry you're upset. Just, That's I'm not an sorry apology. I did blank. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm sorry that I did this. Yeah. I'm sorry about how it made you feel. 
Let's work through it. Just yeah. and ask for forgiveness. I got to be honest. I I thought about this. I don't think there's any ever been a time in my life where I have apologized in earnest to someone, Christian or non-Christian, and asked for forgiveness where they didn't willingly give it. I think that I think that people because of the way that forgiveness works, I think that this is my experience and I'm not saying this is a blanket statement or that this is because you might have people in your life you're like, "No, nah, I'm not forgiving you." But I have realized that when I in my heart am genuinely resolute in apologizing and trying to make things right, with people that they are willing to forgive and they're willing to move on. And and the yeah. tra- and when it comes to our language, there's probably some apologies that you have to make cuz you might not have a problem with cussing, but you might be mean. Like you might be mean. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you might you might think that you're being sarcastic and you might not mean what you're saying, but you actually might really come across as mean and nasty to people and you might have to walk that back with people. I said this in my sermon. I, I've been super mean before without any swear words. So like, I mean, it's about speech. It's not about the words. It's about how you use words mm-hmm. because you can make any word bad. You can really make any word good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard because our society deems certain words just be unredeemable. Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, you can redeem anything, mm-hmm. and you can also ruin anything. And I think that's where, where Christ wants us to understand the conviction that he has placed on our transformed heart and mind to do the best for him and bring glory to him. And that's the... I think that's what we need to do. So that's the call, right? Like, so as we talk about speech, like if you if you got a speech problem, like the way to work on it is just think first. Like, really think first, and when yeah. you mess up, make it right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so in conclusion, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Right. That's pretty much it. I mm-hmm. mean, and and ultimately, if you mess up, just say I'm sorry. That I blankety blank blank, please forgive me. This has been the Hollowcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace.